welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. This podcast explores all things as they relate to dating, romance, and relationships. Why we sometimes ignore or choose to ignore or miss the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, lying, psychological manipulation, deception, mental illness, addiction, and so much more. Join me each week as we continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants, anonymous guest dating stories, and experts who share their wisdom so I can help you navigate the dating terrain. If you are new to the show, or have been with me from the beginning, hold on tight to the Anonymous Andrew Experience. Greetings, Anonymous Andrew with you. The Anonymous Andrew Podcast, Life and the Choices We Make. So, welcome to episode number four. And today, we have Krista... Melanson. And Krista Melanson is a dating coach who specializes in helping people over the age of 40. And unfortunately, I fall into that category. But as I listened to the interview back, and I realized, while there are some differences in under 40 and over 40, um, a lot of the principles that she talks about can be applied to all ages. So this episode is for everybody. I hope you enjoy and we'll talk to you on the other side. Greetings, everybody. Anonymous Andrew with you with another episode. And in line with our dating season, today I have Krista Melanson. And she is a dating coach, and she specializes in dating for women, but she also helps men over the age of 40. Good evening, Krista, and how are you? I'm great, Andrew. Thanks so much for having me on, on your podcast. How are you well, doing? I, I'm, today I'm doing well, which is some days are good, some days are bad, but today I'm doing well. So, Krista, tell us a little bit about, I guess, what you do. What's you're you're a dating coach. What tell us what that is in, in today's world? Well, I'll tell you a little bit about how I got to the dating coach place. Um, I was I've been married twice before. I say one and a half times because the second time it may or may not have been for immigration. Um, but so my first husband was a narcissistic bully who was you know all the things he was a prize to be with good guy when it suited him um and we have three kids together so i still see him all the time and my second relationship was um a recovering and practicing all at the same time alcoholic so you probably know a little bit about that i do and um and that didn't end so well because he got deported back to england and right back into a bottle Ooh. and then i spent you know, quite a while single and as a single mom with three kids and three jobs and 
you know, just tired and exhausted all the time and thinking there's got to be something better in life than this. And so I started, I started doing the online dating. It was actually my, uh, at the time, 18 year old daughter put me on the app. She said, mother, you need to be on Tinder. And I said, absolutely not. That's a hookup site. And she said, no, I'm on the grinder. And I'm like, okay. So I had no idea. Right. Yeah. And so I, I went <laughs> on to the dating sites and, you know, I knew people who were my age who were doing the same thing. And, you know, we all said the same. We said it's soul crushing and demoralizing and humiliating sometimes. And then I was working for an airline when COVID hit. So, you know, where my job went when that happened mm -hmm. and, um, you know, getting back into it, I found I didn't want to do the shift work and my, my, um, bullshit tolerance, excuse my language was low. And, um, so I said, you know what, I want to do something else. And I, you know, started taking courses and relationship accreditation and stuff like that so that I could help women and eventually men who are in this place of hating dating and hating online yeah. dating, not knowing what to do because it's different, right? I've got a 20 year old daughter. She couldn't care less. She's going on five dates this week. Right. And she's, it doesn't phase her the way it phases somebody who's over 40, right? Because her mind is in a different place. So that's what I, I, that's how I got into it. And that's why um, I'm so passionate about it is because I was able to find somebody and I'm so grateful for that. And I want to help other people, you know, drink the Kool-Aid and find that person who's perfect for them. That's, that's nice. And, 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 and the concept that you help the people over 40, which is, I'm a little bit way over 40, but, but I fall into, I'm over 40. So I fall into that category and yeah, talking about your daughter, the dating scene for the younger generation is completely, uh, different. They, uh, so may, maybe this could be our first question. The, the 20 or 30 somethings, they have this humongous social circle. It's, you know, mm -hmm. it could be either Facebook or Instagram or TikTok and they can, they, they go to parties and I, I guess they used to call them raves. I don't know what they call them today. We, us older, mature people over 40, we, I don't have that. I, I don't, especially because number one, I'm sober, but I, I don't go to clubs. I don't, um, belong to any you know where I'm going with this. So it's much harder for me to organically meet somebody. So yep. I'm kind of pushed over to that online dating thing. Well, let me ask you a question though, because I, you brought up something that I wasn't aware of. I too thought Tinder was a hookup site and I thought Grindr, I could be wrong, was for the gay community. Is well, that... it is, but I I knew nothing about it. So oh, okay. I just grinder. That's a, that I knew nothing about it. Right, so, I, so Tinder I, today I is not hookup. It's now. Do you know anything about what Tinder's how they shifted their platform? Well, yeah. Um, it's not. It's not that they've shifted so much, and I don't know that they even started out as a hookup site, but they definitely have the reputation because. Tinder is very easy, right? Swipe left, swipe right. You know, there's not a whole lot of information needed. And it's a very, very easy site to use. So there are so many people on that site who really just want a hookup. Right. And 
there's um, people who don't ever want anybody because they're married and they're just pretending they're single for a little, right. you know, flirting with a woman, right? Or man. So there's that as well. But, um, you know, all of all, all the sites have the people who just want to hook up. And I think the difference is in the way you set up your profile and you present yourself that you're looking for something more than just a hookup. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think, I think in, in my profile, I specifically say I'm looking for my forever person. I'm not looking for a hookup. And so, I, yeah, I think if you make that clear in your profile, that's pretty evident. Uh, I, I know Tinder for a while, and they probably still do. They, they actually would tell you that the person that you swipe right on is three blocks away. Like, especially if you live in Manhattan or something, you could yep. literally just, they tell you that this person half a mile away, you can go meet each other right, right then and there. And that's a, I remember when that, when Tinder came out, that was a mind boggling concept. Oh, wow. I could meet you right now because in my world, it's maybe old fashioned, but it's, you meet and you court the woman. You, you, you don't run around the corner or jump into a bed with them. You, but I'm showing my age or maybe my. No, I, I agree with you 100%. But I do think that the courtship, Andrew, shouldn't be happening on the dates. I think that the, the dating apps are like your friend introducing you to his friend. All it is is an introduction. And I very much believe that you should meet the person. If you, if you match with them and you have a little conversation, you seem to get on, you should meet with them within a week or two weeks maximum, but for coffee, right? Okay. So this is a half hour container in a public place. And that's not a first date. That's a meet somebody and see if they're worthy of a first date. Right? A meet and greet. Yeah. Because you can't tell chemistry from a dating app. And there's no way that you're going to get everything. So you want to meet with them as as soon as you can for coffee. As if, you know, imagine your friend says to you, hey, I know this girl. She's really nice. Do you want to meet her? Yeah, sure. Right. And you might not even have much of a conversation before you go out and meet her for coffee. So it's the same thing. You're keeping right. in a place so it's safe, but you're not spending a lot of time on the apps where tone is lost and you really don't know if they're a serial killer or if they have three heads or whatever. So you meet them and that takes the the question of are they who they really are off the plate, off the table. And it also gives you the opportunity to see if there is any chemistry, right? Nice. Because, I mean, and use my daughter as an example, she was talking to somebody for a month and a half recently while she was home from college. And she went back the first week in September and she met up with this guy and I said, how was it? And she was talking to him for a month and a half. And I said, how was it? She goes, oh, mother, it was so bad. It was awful, right? She, that's a, a month and a half she's not getting back. But if she'd met up with him within a week, she wouldn't have wasted would, any yeah. time on him, right? She would have found out much earlier. Oh. Exactly. Mm. I, I and I think just before we recorded, I told you that, um, and, and I'm going to mention the apps that I'm on because I'm I, I want feedback from the audience and I want people to know I'm on Hinge, and I think I just told you that there was a woman that we just matched yesterday, and I reached out to her and said hello, and she said hello back, and and she 
told me what she does for a living. And I said, oh, so can you give me a little detail? Well, I must as well say it. Nobody knows who she is. She's a makeup artist. And being a male, I, I, I don't know what that means. I mean, obviously, I know that means you apply makeup to, to people. But do you do that for the film industry? Do you do that for weddings? Do you do that? Do you work at a salon? I, so I said to her, can you tell me a little bit about what you do? And she wrote me back too long to type. You know, so that's the example of, of what's I'm trying to get a conversation going. Nothing. So everybody has a different approach to things, right? And um, my. I have a business coach who helps me with my business. And she says to me that you're always going to piss somebody off and you can't try to be everything to everyone. So I'm going to tell you this, and this may piss some people off, but a woman like that, I would say, isn't worth following up in the conversation with. If she can't take two minutes and you hold your phone up and type, right? I am a makeup artist for a movie studio and I put lipstick on dogs all day, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't take long. And if somebody can't be bothered to put that much effort yeah. in, in the I, beginning, when you're trying to make an impression with somebody, then they're not going to get better. Right. No, no. And so this is, and I always tell everybody, if they come at you with a one word greeting after a match, lock them and walk away. You know, if, if the best you can come up with a, with an opening line is, Hey, then you know what? How hard, how hard is it to say, hey, I saw your profile. That's a really interesting picture you have of you climbing Mount Everest, you know, or something like read some indication that they've read their profile. Correct. It's people who DM me and they say, what's your name? What do you think my fucking name is? <laughs> it's the one that's on my profile. <laughs> yeah. There's a... There's a couple of profiles that do this where you can, as you're reading their profile, they have a little comment section. So you can actually comment or, or click something. And then that sends that message to the user, to, to me, that tells me that they read it and they like what they read. I, I don't know what that's called, but I think Bumble does that. And um, uh, I'm on Silver Single. Silver Single does that. Um, and I got that today, as a matter of fact. I, and I, you know what? Let's talk about this for a second. I, and I've spoken to a few people about this, and it's a little bit of an issue for me. So you, 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 see, you can see me, the audience, but I, I have a lot of tattoos. I have two sleeves and, and I have tattoos scattered throughout my body. Today at 63, I have this little bit of a regret because... And I wish I could tell some of the younger kids today that are doing it, don't do it because when you get older, you're going to regret it. I did it. I I'm getting. Son. I'm sorry. I have a 17 year old son who I'm displeased with right now for that reason. Okay. Jeez. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Even though I got these about eight years ago when I got into sobriety. It, it tells a story about my sobriety. It is an expression of my, of my story, but I'm being judged on the apps. I'm on a speed dating and, 
and they, Bumble has speed dating on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays where you don't get to see the person. You get to chat for three minutes, and then after three minutes, they see your profiles. I've had some wonderful conversations with these women for three minutes, and she's let's match at the end so we can continue the conversation. But the minute they see my profile, all they see is my first picture. I don't hide it. Is me standing with this with the t-shirt on. You could see the tattoos. They immediately click an X. Like they don't want to talk to me, and it's a stigma. I'm being stigmatized because I have tattoos. What is it? A bad boy? I'm a biker. I'm a I'm a drug dealer. I'm a MS13 gang member. No, I find it odd that in. In today's world, tattoos are still being stigmatized. Or is it a woman's preference? She just doesn't want a man with tattoos. Well, you know, I think it could be a little bit of both. And it, of course, it depends on the person. But I'm going to just play the devil's advocate here for a second and ask you, Andrew, these women who are judging you based on your tattoos, would you want to be with them anyways? Do you want no, to be with somebody who judges you because you've got ink? I mean, you know, I've got a tattoo here. I've got a tattoo here. I got one on my belly button. I've got one tramp stamp in the back, right? And then they're not all over the place. But, you know, if if that is, to me, when I when I hear stuff like that, and I know it doesn't feel good to be judged. Yeah. I understand that. I hear you completely that it it doesn't feel good to be dismissed or judged or discounted for any reason, especially something like that. Which, in all reality, if they took the time to ask you the question, it means something, right? I know it doesn't feel good to be judged, but at the same time, if somebody is that shallow, yeah, okay. that they could have a good conversation with somebody, then, Andrew, that is a them issue and not a you issue. Okay. And I know that that is a really, really hard lesson to learn, mm. but I tell people this all the time, right? If somebody... If you're talking to somebody and they ghost you, that's not because you weren't attractive enough or smart enough or anything. That's because they are a chicken who cannot follow through and doesn't have the courtesy to send you a two-minute message that says it was nice meeting you. I don't think we're a match. Good luck with your dating. So really, you know, it's it's really yeah. hard. Um, I don't want to say lesson because it's that sounds harsh, but it's a really hard concept to bring on board. But that is a problem with them and not you. Yeah. Right. Yes. I'm realizing that now. Um, and I, to, to the thought you said that, then I wouldn't want them anyway if they're going to judge me. You're right. Because I, if they have a problem with that, what else are they going to have a problem? As soon as they find out what, which way I lean politically, that's going to be a problem. They're going to find out what religion I I, I I was talking to somebody the other day, and, and she first thing she asked me was, what religion am I? And I said, well, I'm not really religious. I'm apolitical. I'm spiritual because I have a higher power. And she said, goodbye. Like, but again, <laughs> right? And, and those people are whack jobs, right? Yes. They are so shallow-minded and so insular that they can't see past their own little world. And that's never going to be somebody who you're going to be comfortable with anyways. Right. Well, well let me ask you, because I, I've heard the opposite side of that. I'm agreeing with you, but I, I've heard the opposite side. That person clearly knows what they're looking for. So let's say that person was a reborn Christian and that's what she's looking for. 
So when she asked me what religion I was, if I said, I'm a reborn Christian, she, maybe that's what she's looking for, you know, because I couldn't see her profile. This was a speed dating thing. So, right. you know, if I, it's in her profile, she said, I'm a reborn Christian or whatever religion. And I wasn't, and, and that's all she talked about because many people will go into, you know, Jesus is my Lord and the Savior. And it goes on and on and on about that. Of course, that's not who I want to be with. So I see it from both sides. They clearly know what they're looking for. Right. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No. However, and, and that's something that I always recommend that people find out within the first three or four dates is you, you address certain subjects and um, religion is one of them, right? Because it is important. You know, if you're Muslim and I'm Catholic, and your religion is very important to you, then I'm not the right person for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's ways to do it that are less judgmental. And the biggest one is that you can put it in your profile. Correct. And so if you're, if you're casting the net wide by not putting some religion in, then you run the risk of, of somebody not being exactly what you want. And you know, when you're filling out your profiles and doing all these things, there's preferences and there's deal breakers. And if your religion is a deal breaker, you need to put that in there yeah, right yeah. from the get go, right? And so, I, and I'm seeing that in the political arena, uh, right in their profile. If you if you're a Trumper, swipe left. If you're Biden, swipe left. If you're, um, I was talking to a woman one night again. And we were having a great conversation. And then she just said to me, by the way, what's your political? No, we were speed dating. She did see my profile. We were chatting for 30 minutes. And then, then she stopped and said, oh, I just looked at your profile again. You're under your political affiliation. You wrote apolitical. And I am, I'm apolitical. Which I believe to mean that it's not that important to me. And right. it's... It's not up here, like some people have their politics up there. And she said, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a hardcore liberal. Goodbye. Oh, and, and I was, wow. Okay. But Are you surprised though coming from a hardcore liberal? No. <laughs> and I guess I dodged the bullet. Because. For sure. Because it would be endless arguments about, you know, the bleeding hard liberals and how hard done by they are. And they're the most aggressive, judgmental people out there sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Saying, oh, and she'd be dragging me down to Wall Street to protest or something. And, and yeah, because I think some, I, I'm not judging anybody. I know whether you're right, look at the right, look at the right side, what they did to the capitals. It's, it, I'm not judging. It's just that I know that the hardcore people, religious and or political, they, they really, their whole life is based around that, you know, and I, to me, it's, not that imp- my religion is my personal thing, my higher power, and my political beliefs are my per. You know what? You, you're old enough to probably remember this. There I'm used to be a day. Okay, there used to be a time in, in America where you were you. It was a a taboo to ask your political affiliation. You know, it was yeah. private, and, and you, you to not like that anymore. So, okay. We, we, go ahead. I was just going to say my dad, who passed away a few years ago, um, was big into, we're Canadian, big into American politics. And he was, you know, 
head right and then go a little further right and then take a right turn and go more right, right? <laughs> and he liked to argue politics, but he didn't get mad and hold a grudge. He, he liked to debate politics. But when I was around, I'd say, I don't want these discussions because I didn't like hearing people argue. And, it, you know, one side or the other, I can see the merit for both sides, but I don't like the arguments that some right. people feel the need to have when it comes to politics. And that's why the holidays can be a problem because Thanksgiving, everybody coming together and the family is slipped right down the middle. But the left side, literally the left side of the table is left and the right side of the table is right. And then the arguments start playing. And then when the alcohol starts going, it's a mess. So years, right. Yeah. Okay. So all right, let's get back on topic. I want I want to, I really like the fact that you specialize in the over 40 community. Um, even though I do have some, a younger audience, I, I have a wide range but because I'm over 40. What do you teach, coach, tell us over 40, what to look for, what to be careful of? Let's say I came to you. The main thing. The main reason I um, specialize in people over 40, I mean, other than the fact that I'm over 40 myself, is that being over 40 comes with a unique set of issues, right? Correct. Because you sort of see a time, time flying away and you think I'm too old. My body doesn't look the same as it was. You know, I'm, I'm to have maybe some health issues and... Another big one is you see friends and family, maybe they're married and they have relationships and you don't feel comfortable talking to them about being single or dating or being right. on websites or whatever. So it comes with its unique set of problems. But the good news that I always tell everybody is, is that once you're over 40, hopefully, 40 still kind of young, but over 50 for sure, you know what you want. And Correct. you you can offer a drama-free relationship. And I hear so many women say, well, you know, I'm never going to find anyone because men want a younger woman, which is absolutely patently not true. And that's, there are definitely guys out there who want their 25-year-old, you know, blonde bombshell. But my boyfriend's four years younger than me. He didn't want a right. younger woman. He wanted somebody who knew what they wanted who still had, you know, a lot of energy and, and wanted to live life. And the energetic match is so much more important, right? Because as you know, how old did you say you were, 62? I just turned 63. Yeah, so 63. So you know that your 63 can be radically different from somebody else's 63, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. So the number isn't as important once you get over 40. It's the energy and the activity level that is much more important to mesh so that you can find somebody. So yeah. it's, it's, it's age is just the number. Yeah. Oh, and I, and I believe that. And then for the younger folk who are listening, and I, I would imagine you might agree with me when you get to this age, you really, when you look in the mirror, you don't recognize yourself because right, right. Because, Inside, you still feel young and agile and alive. And um, then you look in the mirror and you, you see that, that gray hair and you see that wrinkle and you see that age spot or whatever. And you go, I wasn't there yesterday, you know. And, yeah. and, and so 
Um, but to your point about men liking younger women or going after younger women, I think this is just from my talking to other men or hearing it on social media. These are men who have a lot of money and who are looking for sure. So the women are looking for sugar daddies, right? I guess that's what the term is. And so if I'm 60 years old and I, I'm a successful millionaire with a yacht, I can attract a 25-year-old blonde bombshell. But to me, that's a meaningless, you're going to have nothing in common. You're not going to like the same music. You're not going to have any interesting conversations. I guess they're there for the sex and the beauty and, and the trophy that she go yeah. she's sitting on the on the bow of his yacht in the bikini you look at my girlfriend so that's not what i'm looking for and i i would date somebody older than me i don't have a problem with that what what i'm looking for though is health and i don't mean the health that comes along naturally so i i have atrial fibrillation i have high blood pressure things that just happen as normal and of course with my drinking and all i didn't help the issue but today, I live a healthy lifestyle. I, I don't eat meat. Well, that's not true. I, I don't eat red meat. Uh, I'm a pescatarian, basically. And, and I really I exercise. Well, I do everything that I'm, my doctors tell me to do and that I am supposed to do because I want, believe it or not, I put Pond's cream on my face every night. You know, because I, I want to look my best the next day. And, and yeah. It's, the wrinkles are still going to be there or the, the aging is still going to be there. But so, but you look young. You look youthful. Thank you. That's because I'm trying. But is it unreasonable to want? See, we were talking before. We know what we want. Is it reasonable to want my potential partner to be also healthy, life, live a healthy lifestyle? It's absolutely reasonable because that's, comes along with um lifestyles and you have to have similar lifestyles right yeah. mm -hmm. i always tell people don't put a picture of you hiking through the mountains if you've only been on a hike once One in your time. life <laughs> because you're going to attract somebody who likes to hike and you're not going to have that in common right right so if you meet somebody who leads a very unhealthy lifestyle and they, they go to McDonald's all the time nice. and they don't take care of themselves, they're just not going to be a match for you. And no. it's not a judgment thing. It's just a matter of not matching with that person Correct. because you don't have similar ideals, which is really important. Well, I, I, I play tennis. I ride my bike and I podcast and I put pictures of me on a bike. I have a picture of me playing tennis and I have a picture with my headphones on and that's just who I am. So I don't have any fake pictures up there of me doing something. I also think I have a picture of me at the beach because I love going to the beach. So the, the four or five Perfect. pictures that I have up there, tell, tell the woman that's looking, these are the things I'm into. And so if you're a tennis player, yeah, let's, let's play tennis. If you're a yeah. beach bum, let's go to the beach. If you like to ride bicycles, Although I'm not a marathon bicycle guy, but you get you get the idea. So yeah, well, okay. I mean, there's there's nothing um, there's nothing you should put post pictures of yourself, but and there's nothing wrong with posting a good picture of yourself, right? You're going to look through the pictures and find the best pictures to post as long as they are not fake pictures, 
right? Right. Oh. You know, don't post a picture. And I'm sure you've run into this because I know my boyfriend did. Don't post a picture of you that's 10 years old because you looked great 10 years ago, but you don't look like that now. So that's not fair representation. Mm-hmm. There's a whole trend nowadays of reverse catfishing where women specifically are putting not very good pictures of themselves on their profile. And then when the guy meets them, they're like, he liked me even though I had no makeup on and my hair wasn't done. And look at how how great I actually look type of thing, right? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you know that women are doing this? Absolutely. It's called reverse catfishing. It's a trend. How how would one spot that? I I guess by looking at pictures and seeing, because sometimes, I'm going to be honest, which I always am on this podcast, I look at some of the pictures and I say to myself, did they really look at that picture before they posted it? Because they they look like Antilda, you know, their hair is up. Everything you just described, no makeup. and And I look and I go, and it makes me think that, so if they think that, let me ask you a question. If, if they're doing the reverse catfishing, they're not going to, well, I'm not going to click right on them if they look like crap. I think, so, I think that's the risk you run. But I think the people who do it, their mindset is, and I'm not saying I agree with this, although I'm generally pretty natural what you see is what you get but um i think what they're thinking is is that when they do match with the guy it's a genuine match who's interested in who they are and not for what okay. they okay right so i mean if your aunt tilda was your age had tons of energy loved to travel lived healthy played tennis rode her bike would you still be interested in it yeah right well- yeah. Well, that's what she's accomplished. That's what they are accomplishing with these profiles. Is they're saying, you know, this is me. Oh, natural. Take it or leave it. Whereas, you know, when a lot of times when everybody tries to look their best, often it's not a good representation. When I was dating, everybody said to me, "Wow, you look better in real life than your pictures." No, I wasn't reverse cat fishing. I'm just not photogenic. Right. So. Um, but I made sure my my pictures were off current. And I think that that's the most important thing that people can do is just have current pictures. And of course, today, and, and I, I, I should have known this, there are now filters that one can use to just on your on your regular iPhone or your Android or whatever, your Google Pixel, whatever. You could take a picture and, and do all sorts of things to make you look softer, younger. Take out whatever you don't like in there and i guess that's not a good representative because so do you do you, you run not... the risk of somebody being disappointed when they see you yeah okay you never want disappointment to be their first you know impression right you don't want them to go oh she doesn't look quite as good in her picture but she's still pretty that's still that first oh is not your impression that you want so you want to have a good representation filters are a bad thing yeah and and i don't use them and i've told this story once before i went on a date with somebody over the summer and for one week she couldn't stop praising me uh i 
all my pictures, she she liked every single one of them. And she even made a few text messages that you don't know this yet, but we're going to be forever partners or something. She was really overloading it. She was love bombing you. We we go we go on a date. I took her down to the boardwalk and we get down there. Now, well, when she came, when we met, it was it was a quick meet in the car and she followed me down to the boardwalk. Once we got there, she started looking at me and her whole everything changed about her. And, and and then she started quizzing me. How old are you again? And I said, I'm 63. And she said, how old are the pictures on your phone? And I said, they're all within the last year. And they were. And she she literally was like getting uncomfortable because she, apparently she didn't like what she saw in person. And I'm telling you, I didn't use filters. I, they were me. Oh, natural. Nobody took, nobody did anything to them. She so it was the reverse. She loved the pictures, and then when she finally met me, she said, "Oh, you look nothing like your pictures." And, and I was like, "Well," and, and, and needless to say, the date ended quickly. So, Do you look like your pictures? I think so. Um, so chalk it up. Some people are just weird too, right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's that whole um, variable that you can't control, which is that some people are are weird. And yeah. so if you had current pictures and you're 63 years old, you know, you weren't passing yourself off as, you know, a beach lifeguard who's 23. So I can't yeah. imagine that your pictures were that bad, but there was something that didn't sit with her yeah. in real life. But rather than give you a chance and keep her impression to herself and get and, and get a chance. Because this is another thing that people do is they're so quick to judge. But have you ever met somebody who you didn't really like at first, but then you got to know them and you thought they were amazing? Yeah. 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 You need to give people more than five minutes chance to, to see if there's. A and that, and she didn't. She didn't. She seemed to like want to end the date. In fact, it started to drip rain a little bit. And then she said to me, oh, we better get back to the car. Like she really just wanted to end the date. Didn't take time to, to get to know me. The only thing I will say about that whole thing is I, I'm one of those guys that likes to wear baseball caps and, and I wear them backwards, not mm-hmm. while I'm working, but when I'm out and about, I put the baseball cap on and I wear it backwards. And although I have somewhat of a receding hairline, you can see it. It's not that bad. I, that night I didn't have the cap on and I think she saw me with the cap on and, and that night I didn't have it. So I, I know that you could think of it. She's, but I'm not balding. I, I just, by proof. no means. No, you're not. No. All right. We, we, we got to wrap up in about five minutes. So, um, anything else about your practice, your coaching, your, any advice you can offer us? Well, the biggest thing that I, I, that's the most important to me for me to pass on to my audience, my clients and everything else is that my mother, my, my grandmother got married when she was 75 and had 20 years with her husband. No it is never too late to find someone. But once you get to be over 40, then you know what you want, stick to what you'd want and don't settle. And if it, if there's something that's a little red flag, that's kind of bothering you in the beginning, it's probably not going to get better. So especially when it's somebody who you've met online, you don't owe them your life or five no. dates or anything. 
just say, you know what? Politely say, I just don't think we're a match. I wish you all the best of luck and move on. But stick to what it is that you want, what's important. You know, if you want somebody who is, like you said, healthy and energetic, and you mean a lovely lady who, who's not like that, and the first time you try to have dinner together, she's not having any vegetables and, you know, whatever. These are mm. little things that are probably not going to go away. So if something kind of bothers you, either talk it out and resolve it right away or acknowledge that it's not going to get better and acknowledge that that person isn't the right match for you. Okay. I think I, I what I need to do, and I'm try, I always try to get to an episode without bringing up the past relationship, but I have to bring it up. I, after the last relationship this past year, I don't know what it is I'm looking for. I just know that I'm 63 and I would like to find my forever person or whatever because I'm trying to avoid the soulmate and the twin flame cliches. I just want to find somebody that I can live my life out with and be happy and hold hands and walk down the beach together and uh, snuggle on a cold night, whatever. You want lasting love and you want not somebody who's perfect, but you want that person who's perfect for you, your perfect partner, right? Right. And it's different for everybody, but you will find somebody. There's somebody out there for everyone. And sometimes you got to rifle through a little bit of junk before you get there. And it absolutely takes patience. There's 8 billion people in the world, Andrew. There's somebody out there who is perfect for you. And I believe that wholeheartedly. And my pattern was always just to jump at the, the next one. This time I'm taking it slow. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm hoping with a little help from my higher power, he will put somebody <clears throat> in my path. So, okay. Tell us where we can find you online. Well, the best place to find me is just I, I do everything through my Facebook profile, which is just Krista Melanson is my my profile on Facebook, and that's the best way to find me. I'll be honest with you. I have Tinder and Instagram, but I don't use them much, so I can never remember what my handle is. I think it's Krista-Marie Dating. Instagram? Yeah. Okay. I know I'm the worst, and I I do check it. I mean, if somebody's not on Facebook and they wanted to reach me I'll- on... I'll look it up when we're done tonight. I'll, I'll, if I can find you, I'll look it up. You think it's Krista Marie dating? Yep. Just one minute. I think I can find it. It is, it's all one word Krista Marie, M A R I E, dating. All one word on Instagram. Okay. And I did notice on your profile, you do have a website. Oh, I do. Yeah. That's just for people who want to sign up with my, for my program. Okay. Well, that's why you're here. It's a promote your, your, your program so okay all right krista thank you so much for joining us um i learned a lot and um thank you for your wisdom thank you for all you do for us folks over 40. well thank you so much for having me it was great talking to you and i look forward to talking to you again in the future we will have a good night I would like to thank Krista very much for joining me and sharing her time and wisdom on this topic of dating. It doesn't matter if you're under 40, over 40. This dating concept in this modern world has just gotten, it's crazy. It's just, 
It's insane. It's insane. The end goal here is to find my person. And hopefully you can find your person. Or if you have a person, we can help you keep that person. And if you have any other people in your life that could benefit from this podcast, either they're single or dating and struggling or they just want to know more about relationships, please share this show. And I beg of you to stop and take 30 seconds. And if you're on Apple, give me some stars. Five would be nice. And a review. And Spotify, if you're on that, they give... Uh, you can re- no, you can't review, but you can leave stars on Spotify. And if you're going to make a choice, please, I urge you to think, stop, and think before you choose your next partner. Otherwise, you're gonna end up like me and have a podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Ciao.